0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. <laughs> I am so excited to be able to do another uh, podcast with you guys and really share my seven powers of success. I wanted this to be the founding principles, the foundation of my my, my podcast and really just kind of bring home the whole piece of being intentional and having intentional success in every area of your life, right? And so this particular podcast is actually going to be about influence. That is the fifth power of intentional success, influence. We talked about some really great powers of success. And um, I just really feel like this one is a pretty big one because influence can really trick you. You can only sometimes you have like the vision or the thought process that only a certain type of person can have influence. But in reality, it's so many people that have influence. I don't care who you are. You're influencing someone else, (laughs) whether it's your children, whether it's people at your job, whether it's someone who's on social media. And so that's another part of influence that we don't even recognize is if you have 200 followers or if you have 20,000 followers, you are in a place of influence because you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see. So what I wanted to talk about was really a couple of things. One thing in particular, when I think about the power of influence um, and, 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 and how you can be successful or it can basically make or break you, is really learning how to understand and relate to the people that you influence. And so without sounding too churchy <laughs> take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians 9 22 <laughs> oh that's so funny to me I don't know why but no seriously I I was reading a scripture and it's in 1 Corinthians and it in it's verses uh, well chapter 9 verses 22 to 23 and it goes something like you know when I'm weak when, no when I am weak those who are weak I share their weakness. So when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness because I want to bring the weak to Christ. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So that touched me um, and kind of just like brought a whole nother light to me as it relates to really learning how to understand and relate to people that you are influencing and when Paul goes you know when I'm when I am with those who are weak I share their weakness that's what success is about people don't want to be talked at you know if you're a business or you're a brand you're someone that's selling something providing a service maybe you have a product an idea whatever the case may be, a coach, a speaker, people don't want to feel talked at, you know, like everything is, is just you talking at them. They want to see your weakness. They want to see that you have issues or problems or that, you know, that you're just real. And so I think a big part of being influential and, and really succeeding with the power of, of influence is authenticity and Understanding your audience, having empathy. You know, if I'm, if my audience, let's say I'm a person who needs individuals, maybe for life coaching or something. If I'm that type of person who is always talking about what someone else needs to do, you need to do this and you need to do that, and you can easily kind of like lose the connection right from the people. But if you're like, you know, this was a mistake that I did, you know, previously um, in my life. And the reason why I'm a life coach now is because I have made so many mistakes in my life and I've done this or I've done that. Like, you know, being able to be transparent is a part of being influential. And this is just my opinion. You know, when you can relate to the people and you can um, have some things in common or show your show your hand a little bit, so to speak. I mean, you know, just show your authenticity, show your your sincerity. It can bring success to your brand. Um, I also think about a person in the Bible that I view as just a really great leader who understood the power of influence was a, a, a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is like an example of a leader, <laughs> and what can happen when someone becomes a leader and uh, influences the people that are around them, uses their circle first and foremost. Nehemiah, he initially described himself as like a cupbearer to the king, which is like a servant, right? To the king, but the key is he was a servant to the king, <laughs> and so you know, in this story, he's. He's serving someone who's grand, who has all of this and money and everything like that. So you sometimes we have to look at our circle, right? If we want to be influential, and we may not have a uh, hundred thousand uh, followers, but someone in our circle does, or someone who we serves does, or someone who we have worked for before does, right? So that's when you use the people or use the 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 person that you're connected to to allow you to influence others right so anyway in the story nehemiah he hears about the the jerusalem walls being destroyed and he's really upset about it and he uses his influence with the king right who he was serving that's another whole whole nother uh um, topic, I guess, is knowing to serve, like knowing that in your life, you're going to have to serve at some capacity, at some point in your life, you're going to have to serve. You may not like it, <laughs> you may not like it at all, but at some point, you're going to be called to serve, and it's just a part of life, right? It's, it really, really is a part of life, and I feel like those are can be the best parts of your life is learning how to have that servant mentality, that servant leadership, which is exactly what Nehemiah showed, um, if you read that story. And so, anyway, he uses influence with the king. He, you know, gets permission to go on this journey back to Jerusalem and and repair the wall and all that good stuff. And he even gets, like, the king gives him, like, officers and a whole, a whole cavalry of people to assist. It's like, who is in your circle that has influence like that, that can get you where you need to be? There's someone, but sometimes we don't use the influence that we have, right? To actually open our mouths and say what we need. I know for me, um, I have always been a very independent person. So I told you in, in one of my previous podcasts, Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so funny when I say this, I was the queen of no, right? I always said no to everything because I just wanted to kind of stay in my own bubble. I didn't want to need anyone. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And sometimes I still feel myself kind of getting drawn back into that whole independent thing. It's like, okay, I don't need anyone. But in reality, we were created to be connected to someone else, right? We were connect. We were created to um to it, to be a pair of some sort of, you know. To it says two or more, right? It's always two or more in everything, you know. Iron sharpens iron. Well, it takes a, another iron to sharpen an iron, right? So you know, you should think about that. Two or more gathered together in His name, then you know He's in the midst. Like it's always two, right? How can two walk unless they both agree? Two, two, two. So, anywho, I'm, I'm only saying that to kind of get your minds kind of in the place of understanding how important it is to utilize your circle. But also to have people around you, or be around people that are winning. Think about it. What if Nehemiah was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not I'm going to just stay in this little town that I'm in. I'm going to stay with my dad's house or stay in my parents' house and just do what I know and blah, blah, blah. What if he didn't even go for the job as a cupbearer? You know what I mean? Like, you have to get out there and explore in order for you to know what what your next is, right? How do you know unless you go? How do you know unless you go? I like that. But you just have to do it. You have to do it. And, um, and then with the influence, you know, it's a, it's a mindset, too. Because Nehemiah could have been like, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to try to ask the king anything. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask him anything because he's going to tell me no. He's going to be like, you've only you know, been working with me for four years, five years. I got people that have been working with me far longer than you. And they haven't asked me anything as extravagant as this or, you know, as time consuming or as expensive as this, you know, whatever the case may be, he, Nehemiah could have had that mindset, but he didn't. That's so amazing to me. He, he knew his influence with the king because he worked in excellence, right? And so he had the confidence or the godfidence, right, to go to Nehemiah and say, I mean, excuse me, go to the king and say, hey. Listen, I need this. This is my hometown. This is my roots. I need a. I need a crew to fix this. This wall. This. This wall. And I just think that's amazing. I think it is. It's just having that servant heart, and it's having the ability to really influence others. Because you know, like, there's no way one man could repair the wall, right? You you have to be used, you know? So at, at some point in your life, you're going to be used, right? You're going to be used. Every person is going to use your influence for something else. It's just about how you feel after you're being used, right? And how you make others feel when you're using them. That's the key. I can go somewhere and volunteer my time for someone and the whole time they're just like entitled or feel like i am they're doing me a favor <laughs> by me allowing them I mean, or them allowing me to help them with something. That's not a good feeling, especially if there's no reciprocity. You know what I mean? You don't feel like you're getting the same thing back. So it's almost like you dread doing it. Right. But let's say let's let's say another example. You go and volunteer your time somewhere, and that person is constantly encouraging you or constantly just being like, man, this is really awesome. I so appreciate you. This is, you're doing such a great job. And then they're openly saying these things about your work to other people. You know, it's, it gets you in a place of feeling so good. You just want to do so much. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop doing enough for this person or, or, or this organization. It's all about how you feel after you've been used. And that's the same thing I believe uh, influences. You have to know how to persuade others to join you and to influence them to, to do things um, with you or collaborate with you without them feeling like they're being used or it, they're going to be used, but without them feeling like they're being used and that and that's it. They're there. That's it. You know, they're there for that. And who cares about anything else they have going on with their life? So, um, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I also thought about David. And just like David and, and, and Nehemiah, they both relied on humble beginnings. You know, David was overlooked. <laughs> David wasn't even called in to, to the whole, um, the call when 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 Samuel Samuel was anointing the new king, right? If you read that word, it was like he wasn't even called or invited (laughs) by his father. So they just relied on humble beginnings, having a servant heart, and eventually being able to persuade others to join in whatever they were doing. And so with Nehemiah, he persuaded others to join him in, in rebuilding this you know the land of Jerusalem and he was like he felt obligated to do what he was doing he he felt really strongly about it and a lot of times for fear of you know what people may think or you know fear of This isn't the trendy thing to do, or this isn't, like, the popular thing to do. We go against the grain of what we feel, right? We go against the grain of, like, how we're, like, how we really feel about something. The passion that we feel about certain things. We're like, oh, this might be too much, you know. I can't really go there. I have a job. You know, I can't really be all about, you know, Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whichever whichever team you're on. But um, it's like you have this thought process and you're like, man, I'm really living for someone else. I'm letting the world influence me instead of really going with my gut. And that's what Nehemiah did. He really went with his gut. He had a plan. He had a thought. He had a passion He had something that really burdened his heart, and he acted on it, and he was able to get people to help him do it. So here's my question to you who's listening. What is it that has you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? What is it that you're really passionate about and you want to solve, you want to fix it? But maybe it's not popular. Maybe it's not what you should be doing in your in your current corporate, you know, state that you're in or your current title that you have at church or whatever it is. I believe that whatever is burning in you, whatever you're passionate about and desiring for something to happen to change, you know, about a certain situation or predicament, I think you should act on it. I think you should use your influence. And when you use your influence in that way, man, I really believe that things can happen. I really believe that that's when you make an impact because whatever's burdening you is a part of your purpose. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever you're thinking about constantly, that is a part of your purpose. So, you know, sometimes as leaders, you know, we have plans and we have goals that we want to accomplish, but there's no, nothing too much for us to reach. If we decide to use our influence to do it, right? Not even just the, the laws of collaboration, but just pure influence. Sometimes people don't want to collaborate. <laughs> Sometimes they just want to give. Sometimes they just want to donate. Sometimes they just want to, you know, um, spread the word for you. Whatever it is, share a post. But you, you still have to have that influence, Right? When you have that influence, when you have a plan and you have God backing you up, you have no reason to be afraid to ask anybody for help, to, you know, put it out there that you need help. And I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to myself because sometimes I have to remind myself, Monique, you cannot do this by yourself. (laughs) As a matter of fact, today I even reached out to someone who I've been watching on on Instagram and I was like, hmm, I like her. I like her spirit. I like what she's doing. I want to invite her, you know, to my podcast and be one of my first guests. And I know it's going to happen because. I put it on my heart, you know, and that's in in her whatever her influence is, it, we can combine efforts and be influencing, you know, people together, you know, who knows? But you just have to get out of the box and and do something different, you know? You gotta do something greater. If it if it seems easy. I just find it hard to believe that it's just, it's a part of your purpose and that's it. I believe your purpose is supposed to scare you. I know for sure my purpose scares me. (laughs) My purpose scares me, you know? So you just have to be in that place of desiring to provide a solution, desiring to be of influence, and... Desiring to to ask those around you um, that influence you, you know, to to help in rebuilding or to create or to finish whatever it is that you desire, right? Um, I was thinking about one of my greatest tools throughout my career as an entrepreneur, as a success coach, as a leader was people that I put around me and I just really believe that God puts people in your life for a reason and even though Nehemiah's job was uh, you know supposed to just you know do something as a, a cupbearer, you know and just do that opportunity that's that was good nothing wrong with his job right but it was just really a stepping stone. It was really just a door or a segue or whatever you want to call it. It was it was the connection that he needed to get to his true purpose. See, it doesn't say the cupbearer wasn't a part of his purpose. He's he had to serve there. He needed to serve, but it was just a stepping stone, right? to get him the influence that he needed in order for him to get to his next level. So what where do, what are you doing right now? What job do you hate? <laughs> what what career are you or what what part of your your everyday task do you say, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand doing this." Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's a part of your Purpose. It's a part of your purpose. And wherever you're serving, and I hope that you're serving, and if you're not, you need to, f- well, I would highly suggest, I don't want to say you need to, I would highly suggest you finding a place to serve, whether it's in ministry, whether it's volunteering just serve somewhere, apprenticeship, serve somewhere and learn from someone else who is at a better or a different level than you are, um, whether it's spiritual, personal development, professional development, whatever it is, but just serve somewhere and you'll gain the experience that you need as well as the influence to do something even greater than you can even imagine, right? I promise you. So, anyways, so last but certainly not least, I just want you to think about ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in the industry that God placed you in. That's that's the that's the last um, the last thought of the podcast. Right? It's just for you to start thinking of ways that you can use your influence as a Christian. In whatever industry that God has placed you in for now, because this is just could be just a stepping stone to get you to your greater. So you have to be content in it and use your influence. Okay, well, that concludes our fifth power of success, which is um, the power of influence, you know. And I really, really hope that you guys liked my, I guess, take on it and my little biblical stories. I was able to kind of feed you and You know, beyond that, if you have any answers to the questions that I've asked on this broadcast, you can always leave me a message. They do give you an option on Anchor.fm to leave a voice message for me. And I will play that voice message on our next episode and answer any question that you have, even if it's just a kudos, even if it's just an encouragement. You know, we podcasters and, and people who create content, content creators, we need encouragement too. Sometimes we're like just creating things and creating things and you know, we don't ever get that, you know, extra keep going, keep pushing. And sometimes it's needed. So, um, I feel like my audience has been pretty good. I've, I've had some good supporters. I had had a couple people reach out and ask, how were you being when I was going fasting for two weeks? So, I know you guys have it in you, so I appreciate that. But I would love to have a voicemail message as well. Um, Don't be shy. You can leave a voicemail message randomly or anonymously. And I can answer it and not even say your name if, if you're too shy to say it. So it's all good. Either way, love you guys and hope to see you in the next episode. Remember, a life done intentionally is a life fulfilled and a life fulfilled is life done intentionally thank you guys bye Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. (laughs) I am so excited to be able to do another uh, podcast with you guys and really share my seven powers of success. I wanted this to be the founding principles, the foundation of my 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 podcast, and to really just kind of bring home the whole piece of being intentional and having intentional success in every area of your life, right? And so this particular podcast is actually going to be about influence. That is the fifth power of intentional success influence we talked about some really great powers of success and um i just really feel like this one is a pretty big one because influence can really trick you you can only sometimes you have like the vision or the thought process that only a certain type of person can have influence but in reality it's so many people that have influence. I don't care who you are, you're influencing someone else. <laughs> whether it's your children, whether it's people at your job, whether it's someone who's on social media. And so that's another part of influence that we don't even recognize is if you have 200 followers or if you have 20,000 followers you are in a place of influence because you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see so what I wanted to talk about was really a couple of things one thing in particular when I think about the power of influence um, and, 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 and how you can be successful or it can basically make or break you is really learning how to understand and relate to the people that you influence and so without sounding too churchy (laughs) take your bibles and turn to first corinthians 9 22 (laughs) oh that's so funny to me i don't know why but no seriously i i was reading a scripture and it's in first corinthians and it's in it's verses uh well chapter 9 verses 22 to 23 and it goes something like you know when i'm weak when I am weak, those who are weak, I share their weakness. So when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Because I want to bring the weak to Christ. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So that touched me um, and kind of just like brought a whole nother light to me as it relates to really learning how to understand and relate to people that you are influencing. And when Paul goes, you know, when I'm when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. That's what success is about. People don't want to be talked at. You know, if you're a business or you're a brand, you're someone that's selling something, providing a service maybe you have a product an idea whatever the case may be a coach a speaker people don't want to feel talked at you know like everything is is just you talking at them they want to see your weakness they want to see that you have issues or problems or that you know that you're just real, and so I think a big part of being influential and and really succeeding with the power of of influence is authenticity, and understanding your audience, having empathy. You know, if I'm if my audience, let's say I'm a person who needs individuals maybe for life coaching or something. If I'm that type of person who it's always talking about what someone else needs to do. You need to do this and you need to do that. And you can easily kind of like lose the connection, right, from the people. But if you're like, you know, this was a mistake that I did, you know, previously um, in my life. And the reason why I'm a life coach now is because I have made so many mistakes in my life and I've done this or I've done that. Like, you know, being able to be transparent is a part of being influential. And this is just my opinion. You know, when you can relate to the people and you can um, have some things in common or show your show your hand a little bit, so to speak. I mean, you know, just show your authenticity, show your, your sincerity. It can bring success to your brand. Um... I also think about a person in the Bible that I view as just a really great leader who understood the power of influence was uh, a a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is like an example of a leader. (laughs) And what can happen when someone becomes a leader and uh, influences the people that are around them, uses their circle. First and foremost, Nehemiah, he initially described himself as like a cupbearer to the king, which is like a servant, right, to the king. But the key is he was a servant to the king. <laughs> and so, you know, in this story, he's he's serving someone who's grand, who has all of this and money and everything like that. So you sometimes we have to look at our circle, Right. If we want to be influential and we may not have a uh, hundred thousand uh, followers, but someone in our circle does or someone who we serves does or someone who we worked for before does. Right. So that's when you use the people or use the, the, the person that you're connected to to allow you to influence others. Right. So anyway, in the story, Nehemiah, he hears about the the Jerusalem walls being destroyed and he's really upset about it. And he uses his influence with the king, right? Who he was serving. That's another whole, whole nother uh, um, topic, I guess, is knowing to serve, like knowing that in your life, you're going to have to serve at some capacity at some point in your life. You're going to have to serve. You may not like it. <laughs> you may not like it at all. But at some point, you're going to be called to serve. And it's just a part of life, right? It's, it really, really is a part of life. And I feel like those are can be the best parts of your life is learning how to have that servant mentality, that servant leadership, which is exactly what Nehemiah showed, um, if you read that story. And so, anyway, he uses influence with the king. He, you know, gets permission to go on this journey back to Jerusalem and and repair the wall and all that good stuff. And he even gets, like, the king gives him, like, officers and a whole, a whole cavalry of people to assist. It's like, who is in your circle that has influence like that, that can get you where you need to be? There's someone, but sometimes we don't use the influence that we have, right? To actually open our mouths and say what we need. I know for me, um, I have always been a very independent person. So I told you in, in one of my previous podcasts, um, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so funny when I say this. I was the queen of no, right? I always said no to everything because I just wanted to kind of stay in my own bubble. I didn't want to need anyone. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And sometimes I still feel myself kind of getting drawn back into that whole independent thing. It's like, okay, I don't need anyone. Know, but in reality, we were created to be connected to someone else, right? We were connect. we were created to um, to to be a pair of some sort of, you know, To it says two or more, right? It's always two or more in everything, you know, iron sharpens iron. Well, it takes a, another iron to sharpen an iron, right? So, you know, you should think about that. Two or more gathered together in his name, then, you know, he's in the midst. Like, it's always two, right? How can two walk unless they both agree? Two, two, two. So, anywho, I'm, I'm only saying that to kind of get your minds kind of in the place of understanding how important it is to utilize your circle. But also to have people around you, be around people that are winning. Think about it. What if Nehemiah was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not I'm going to just stay in this little town that I'm in. I'm going to stay with my dad's house or stay in my parents' house and just do what I know and blah, blah, blah. What if he didn't even go for the job as a cupbearer? You know what I mean? Like, you have to get out there and explore in order for you to know what what your next is, right? How do you know unless you go? How do you know unless you go? I like that. But you just have to do it. You have to do it, and um, and then with the influence, you know, it's a, it's a mindset, too, because Nehemiah could have been like, you know what, I'm, I'm not even going to try to ask the king anything. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask him anything because he's going to tell me no. He's going to be like, you've only you know, been working with me for four years, five years. I got people that have been working with me far longer than you. And they haven't asked me anything as extravagant as this, or you know, as time-consuming or as expensive as this. You know, whatever the case may be, he, Nehemiah could have had that mindset, but he didn't. That's so amazing to me. He he knew his influence with the king because he worked in excellence, right? And so he had the confidence or the godfidence, right, to go to Nehemiah and say, I mean, excuse me, go to the king and say, hey. Listen, I need this this is my hometown. This is my roots. I need a I need a crew to fix this this wall, this this wall. And I just think that's amazing. I think it is it's just having that servant heart and it's having the ability to really influence others because you know like there's no way one man could repair the wall, right? You you have to be used, you know? So at, at some point in your life, you're going to be used, right? You're going to be used. Every person is going to use your influence for something else. It's just about how you feel after you're being used, right? And how you make others feel when you're using them. That's the key. I can go somewhere and volunteer my time for someone, and the whole time they're just like entitled or feel like they're doing me a favor (laughs) by me allowing them, or them allowing me to help them with something, that's not a good feeling, especially if there's no reciprocity, you know what I mean, you don't feel like you're getting the same thing back, so it's almost like you dread doing it, right? But let's say, let's, let's say another example, you go and volunteer your time somewhere and that person is constantly encouraging you or constantly just being like, man, this is really awesome. I so appreciate you. This is, you're doing such a great job. And then they're openly saying these things about your work to other people. You know, it's, it gets you in a place of feeling so good. You just want to do so much. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop doing enough for this person or, or, or this organization. It's all about how you feel after you've been used. And that's the same thing I believe uh, influences. You have to know how to persuade others to join you and to influence them to, to do things um, with you or collaborate with you without them feeling like they're being used. Or it, they're going to be used, but without them feeling like they're being used and, that, and that's it. They're, they're, that's it. You know, they're there for that. And who cares about anything else they have going on with their life? So, um, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I also thought about David. And just like David and, and, and Nehemiah, they both relied on humble beginnings. You know, David was overlooked. <laughs> David wasn't even called in to to the whole um the call when 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 Samuel Samuel was anointing the new king right if you read that word it was like he wasn't even called or invited <laughs> by his father so they just relied on humble beginnings having a servant heart and eventually being able to persuade others to join in whatever they were doing. And so with Nehemiah, he persuaded others to join him in, in rebuilding this, you know, the land of Jerusalem. And he was, like, he felt obligated to do what he was doing. He, he felt really strongly about it. And a lot of times for fear of, you know what people may think or you know fear of this isn't the trendy thing to do or this isn't like the popular thing to do we go against the grain of what we feel right we go against the grain of like how we're like how we really feel about something the passion that we feel about certain things we're like oh this might be too much you know where i can't really go there i have a job you know i can't really be all about you know, Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whichever whichever team you're on. But um, it's like you have this thought process and you're like, man, I'm really living for someone else. I'm letting the world influence me instead of really going with my gut. And that's what Nehemiah did. He really went with his gut. He had a plan. He had a thought. He had a passion He had something that really burdened his heart and he acted on it and he was able to get people to help him do it. So here's my question to you who's listening. What is it that has you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? What is it that you're really passionate about and you want to solve, you want to fix it? But maybe it's not popular. Maybe it's not what you should be doing in your in your current corporate, you know, state that you're in or your current title that you have at church or whatever it is. I believe that whatever is burning in you, whatever you're passionate about and desiring for something to happen to change, you know, about a certain situation or predicament, I think you should act on it. I think you should use your influence. And when you use your influence in that way, man, I really believe that things can happen. I really believe that that's when you make an impact because whatever's burdening you is a part of your purpose. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever you're thinking about constantly, that is a part of your purpose. So, you know, sometimes as leaders, you know, we have plans and we have goals that we want to accomplish, but there's no, nothing too much for us to reach. If we decide to use our influence to do it, right? N- not even just the, the laws of collaboration, but just pure influence. Sometimes people don't want to collaborate. <laughs> Sometimes they just want to give. Sometimes they just want to donate. Sometimes they just want to, you know, um, spread the word for you. Whatever it is, share a post. But you, you still have to have that influence, Right? When you have that influence, when you have a plan and you have God backing you up, you have no reason to be afraid to ask anybody for help, to, you know, put it out there that you need help. And I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to myself because sometimes I have to remind myself, Monique, you cannot do this by yourself. <laughs> As a matter of fact, today, I even reached out to someone who I've been watching on, on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, I like her. I like her spirit. I like what she's doing. I want to invite her you know, to my podcast and be one of my first guests. And I know it's going to happen because... God put it on my heart, you know? And that's in, in her whatever her influence is, it, we can combine efforts and be influencing, you know, people together, you know, who knows? But you just have to get out of the box and and do something different, you know? You gotta do something greater. If it if it seems easy, I just find it hard to believe that it's just, it's a part of your purpose and that's it. I believe your purpose is supposed to scare you. I know for sure my purpose scares me. (laughs) My purpose scares me, you know? So you just have to be in that place of desiring to provide a solution, desiring to be of influence, and... Desiring to, to ask those around you um, that influence you, you know, to, to help in rebuilding or to create or to finish whatever it is that you desire, right? Um, I was thinking about one of my greatest tools throughout my career as an entrepreneur, as a success coach, as a leader was people that I put around me, and I just really believe that God puts people in your life for a reason, and even though Nehemiah's job was, uh, you know, supposed to just, you know, do something as a a cupbearer, you know, and just do that opportunity, that's, that was good, nothing wrong with his job, Right? But it was just really a stepping stone. It was really just a door or a segue or whatever you want to call it. It was, it was the connection that he needed to get to his true purpose. See, it doesn't say the cupbearer wasn't a part of his purpose. He's, he had to serve there. He needed to serve. But it was just a stepping stone, Right to get him the influence that he needed in order for him to get to his next level. So what where do, what are you doing right now? What job do you hate? <laughs> what what career are you or what what part of your your everyday task do you say, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand doing this." Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's a part of your It's a part of your purpose. And wherever you're serving, and I hope that you're serving, and if you're not, you need to, well, I would highly suggest, I don't want to say you need to, I would highly suggest you finding a place to serve, whether it's in ministry, whether it's volunteering. Just serve somewhere. Apprenticeship, serve somewhere and learn from someone else who is at a better or a different level than you are. Um, Whether it's spiritual, personal development, professional development, whatever it is. But just serve somewhere and you'll gain the experience that you need as well as the influence to do something even greater than you can even imagine, right? I promise you. So anyways, so last but certainly not least, I just want you to think about ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in the industry that God placed you in. That's that's the that's the last um, the last thought of the podcast, right? It's just for you to start thinking of ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in whatever industry that God has placed you in for now because this is just could be just a stepping stone to get you to your greater so you have to be content in it and use your influence okay well that concludes our fifth power of success which is um, the power of influence you know and I really really hope that you guys liked my I guess take on it and my little biblical stories I was able to kind of feed you and you know beyond that if you have any answers to the questions that i've asked on this broadcast you can always leave me a message they do give you an option on anchor.fm to leave a voice message for me and i will play that voice message on our next episode and answer any question that you have even if it's just a kudos even if it's just an encouragement you know we podcasters and and people who create content content creators we need encouragement too. Sometimes we're like just creating things and creating things and you know, we don't ever get that, you know, extra keep going, keep pushing. And sometimes it's needed. So, um, I feel like my audience has been pretty good. I've, I've had some good supporters. I had had a couple people reach out and ask, how were you being when I was going fasting for two weeks? So I know you guys have it in you, so I appreciate that. But I would love to have a voicemail message as well. Um, Don't be shy. You can leave a voicemail message randomly or anonymously. And I can answer it and not even say your name if, if you're too shy to say it. So it's all good. Either way, love you guys. And hope to see you in the next episode. Remember, a life done intentionally is a life fulfilled and a life fulfilled (laughs) is life done intentionally. Thank you guys. Bye. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. (laughs) I am so excited to be able to do another uh, podcast with you guys and really share my seven powers of success. I wanted this to be the founding principles, the foundation of my 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 podcast, and to really just kind of bring home the whole piece of being intentional and having intentional success in every area of your life, right? And so this particular podcast is actually going to be about influence. That is the fifth power of intentional success influence we talked about some really great powers of success and um i just really feel like this one is a pretty big one because influence can really trick you you can only sometimes you have like the vision or the thought process that only a certain type of person can have influence but in reality It's so many people that have influence. I don't care who you are. You're influencing someone else. (laughs) Whether it's your children, whether it's people at your job, whether it's someone who's on social media. And so that's another part of influence that we don't even recognize is if you have 200 followers or if you have 20,000 followers you are in a place of influence because you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see so what I wanted to talk about was really a couple of things one thing in particular when I think about the power of influence um, and, 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 and how you can be successful or it can basically make or break you is really learning how to understand and relate to the people that you influence and so without sounding too churchy (laughs) take your bibles and turn to first corinthians 9 22 (laughs) oh that's so funny to me i don't know why but no seriously i i was reading a scripture and it's in first corinthians and it's in its verses uh well chapter 9 verses 22 to 23 and it goes something like you know when i'm weak When I am weak, those who are weak, I share their weakness. So when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Because I want to bring the weak to Christ. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So that... Touched me um, and kind of just like brought a whole nother light to me as it relates to really learning how to understand and relate to people that you are influencing. And when Paul goes, you know, when I'm when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. That's what success is about. People don't want to be talked at. You know, if you're a business or you're a brand, you're someone that's selling something, providing a service, maybe you have a product, an idea, whatever the case may be, a coach, a speaker, people don't want to feel talked at, you know, like everything is is just you talking at them. They want to see your weakness. They want to see that you have issues or problems or You know, that you're just real. And so I think a big part of being influential and and really succeeding with the power of, of influence is authenticity and understanding your audience, having empathy. You know, if I'm... If my audience, let's say I'm a person who needs individuals maybe for life coaching or something, if I'm that type of person who... It's always talking about what someone else needs to do. You need to do this and you need to do that. And you can easily kind of like lose the connection, right, from the people. But if you're like, you know, this was a mistake that I did, you know, previously um, in my life. And the reason why I'm a life coach now is because I have made so many mistakes in my life and I've done this or I've done that. Like, you know, being able to be transparent is a part of being influential. And this is just my opinion. You know, when you can relate to the people and you can um, have some things in common or show your show your hand a little bit, so to speak, I mean, you know, just show your authenticity, show your your sincerity. It can bring success to your brand. Um I also think about a person in the Bible that I view as just a really great leader who understood the power of influence was uh, a a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is like an example of a leader. (laughs) And what can happen when someone becomes a leader and uh, influences the people that are around them uses their circle. First and foremost, Nehemiah, he initially described himself as like a cupbearer to the king, which is like a servant, right? To the king. But the key is he was a servant to the king. <laughs> and so, you know, in this story he's he's serving someone who's grand, who has all of this and money and everything like that. So you sometimes we have to look at our circle. Right? If we want to be influential, and we may not have uh, 100,000 uh, followers, but someone in our circle does, or someone who we serves does, or someone who we've worked for before does, right? So that's when you use the people or use the, the, the person that you're connected to to allow you to influence others, right? So anyway, in the story, Nehemiah, he hears about the, the Jerusalem walls being destroyed and he's really upset about it. And he uses his influence with the king, right? Who he was serving. That's another whole, whole nother uh, um, topic, I guess, is knowing to serve, like knowing that in your life, you're going to have to serve at some capacity at some point in your life. You're going to have to serve. You may not like it. <laughs> you may not like it at all. But at some point, you're going to be called to serve. And it's just a part of life, right? It's, it really, really is a part of life. And I feel like those are can be the best parts of your life is learning how to have that servant mentality, that servant leadership, which is exactly what Nehemiah showed um, if you read that story. And so anyway, he uses influence with the king. He, you know, gets permission to go on this journey back to Jerusalem and, and repair the wall and all that good stuff. And he even gets like, the king gives him like officers and a whole, a whole cavalry of people to assist. It's like, who is in your circle that has influence like that, that can get you where you need to be? There's someone, but sometimes we don't use the influence that we have, right? To actually open our mouths and say what we need. I know for me, um, I have always been a very independent person. So I told you in, in one of my previous podcasts, Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so funny when I say this. I was the queen of no, right? I always said no to everything because I just wanted to kind of stay in my own bubble. I didn't want to need anyone. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And sometimes I still feel myself kind of getting drawn back into that whole independent thing. It's like, okay, I don't need anyone. But in reality, we were created to be connected to someone else, right? We were connect. we were created to, um, to, to be a pair of some sort of, you know, to, it says two or more, right? It's always two or more in everything, you know, iron sharpens iron. Well, it takes a, another iron to sharpen an iron, right? So, you know, you should think about that. Two or more gathered together in his name then you know, he's in the midst. Like, it's always two, right? How can two walk unless they both agree? Two, two, two. So anywho, I'm, I'm only saying that to kind of get your minds kind of in the place of understanding how important it is to utilize your circle, but also to have people around you, or be around people that are winning. Think about it. What if Nehemiah was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not I'm going to just stay in this little town that I'm in. I'm going to stay with my dad's house or stay in my parents' house and just do what I know and blah, blah, blah. What if he didn't even go for the job as a cupbearer? You know what I mean? Like, you have to get out there and explore in order for you to know what what your next is, right? How do you know unless you go? How do you know unless you go? I like that. But you just have to do it. You have to do it. And... Um, and then with the influence, you know, it's a it's a mindset, too, because Nehemiah could have been like, you know what? I'm I'm not even going to try to ask the king anything. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask him anything because he's going to tell me no. He's going to be like, you've only you know, been working with me for four years, five years. I got people that have been working with me far longer than you. And they haven't asked me anything as extravagant as this or, you know, as time consuming or as expensive as this, you know, whatever the case may be. He Nehemiah could have had that mindset, but he didn't. That's so amazing to me. He he knew his influence with the king, because he worked in excellence, right? And so he had the confidence or the godfidence, right, to go to Nehemiah and say, I mean, excuse me, go to the king and say, Hey, Listen, I need this. This is my hometown. This is my roots. I need a, I need a crew to fix this, this wall, this this wall. And I just think that's amazing. I think it is. It's just having that servant heart, and it's having the ability to really influence others. Because you know, like, there's no way one man could repair the wall, right? You you have to be used, you know? So at, at some point in your life, you're going to be used, right? You're going to be used. Every person is going to use your influence for something else. It's just about how you feel after you're being used, right? And how you make others feel when you're using them. That's the key. I can go somewhere and volunteer my time for someone and the whole time they're just like entitled or feel like i am they're doing me a favor by me allowing them I mean, or them allowing me to help them with something. That's not a good feeling, especially if there's no reciprocity. You know what I mean? You don't feel like you're getting the same thing back. So it's almost like you dread doing it, right? But let's say, let's, let's say another example, you go and volunteer your time somewhere and that person is constantly encouraging you or constantly just being like, man, this is really awesome. I so appreciate you. This is, you're doing such a great job. And then they're openly saying these things about your work to other people. You know, it's, it gets you in the place of feeling so good. You just want to do so much. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop doing enough for this person or, or, or this organization, it's all about how you feel after you've been used. And that's the same thing I believe uh, influences. You have to know how to persuade others to join you and to influence them to, to do things um, with you or collaborate with you without them feeling like they're being used. Or it, they're going to be used, but without them feeling like they're being used and, that, and that's it. They're, they're, that's it. You know, they're there for that. And who cares about anything else they have going on with their life? So, um, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I also thought about David. And just like David and and, and Nehemiah, they both relied on humble beginnings. You know, David was overlooked. <laughs> David wasn't even called in to to the whole um, the call when 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 Samuel Samuel was anointing the new king, right? If you read that word, it was like he wasn't even called or invited <laughs> by his father. So they just relied on humble beginnings, having a servant heart, and eventually being able to persuade others to join in whatever they were doing. And so with Nehemiah, he persuaded others to join him in in rebuilding this, you know, the land of Jerusalem. And he was, like, he felt obligated to do what he was doing. He, He felt really strongly about it. And a lot of times, for fear of... You know what people may think or you know fear of this isn't the trendy thing to do or this isn't like the popular thing to do we go against the grain of what we feel right we go against the grain of like how we're like how we really feel about something the passion that we feel about certain things—we're like, oh, this might be too much, you know. I can't really go there. I have a job, you know. I can't really be all about, you know, Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whichever, whichever team you're on. But um, it's like you have this thought process, and you're like, man, I'm really living for someone else. I'm letting this, the world influence me instead of really going with my gut. And that's what Nehemiah did. He really went with his gut. He had a plan. He had a thought. He had a passion. He had something that really burdened his heart and he acted on it and he was able to get people to help him do it. So here's my question to you who's listening. What is it that has you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? What is it that you're really passionate about and you want to solve, you want to fix it, but maybe it's not popular. Maybe it's not what you should be doing in your in your current corporate, you know, state that you're in or your current title that you have at church or whatever it is. I believe that whatever is burning in you, whatever you're passionate about and desiring for a, something to happen to change, you know, about a certain situation or predicament, I think you should act on it. I think you should use your influence. And when you use your influence in that way, man, I really believe that things can happen. I really believe that that's when you make an impact because whatever's burdening you is a part of your purpose. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever you're thinking about constantly, that is a part of your purpose. So you know sometimes as leaders you know we have plans and we have goals that we want to accomplish but there's no nothing too much for us to reach if we decide to use our influence to do it right not even just the, the laws of collaboration but just pure influence sometimes people don't want to collaborate <laughs> Sometimes I just want to give. Sometimes I just want to donate. Sometimes I just want to, you know, um, spread the word for you. Whatever it is, share a post. But you, you still have to have that influence, right? When you have that influence, when you have a plan and you have God backing you up, you have no reason to be afraid to ask anybody for help, to you know, put it out there that you need help. And I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to myself because sometimes I have to remind myself, Monique, you cannot do this by yourself. (laughs) As a matter of fact, today I even reached out to someone who I've been watching on, on Instagram and I was like, hmm, I like her. I like her spirit. I like what she's doing. I want to invite her, you know, to my podcast and be one of my first guests. And, I know it's going to happen because God put it on my heart, you know. And that's in, in her, whatever her influence is, it, we can combine efforts and be influencing, you know, people together. You know, who knows? But you just have to get out of the box and, and do something different, you know. You got to do something greater. If it If it seems easy... I just find it hard to believe that it's just, it's a part of your purpose and that's it. I believe your purpose is supposed to scare you. I know for sure my purpose scares me. (laughs) My purpose scares me, you know? So you just have to be in that place of desiring to provide a solution, desiring to be of influence, and... Desiring to, to ask those around you um, that influence you, you know, to, to help in rebuilding or to create or to finish whatever it is that you desire, right? Um, I was thinking about one of my greatest tools throughout my career as an entrepreneur, as a success coach, as a leader was people that I put around me and I just really believe that God puts people in your life for a reason and even though Nehemiah's job was uh, you know supposed to just you know do something as a, a cup bearer you know and just do that opportunity that's that was good nothing wrong with his job right but it was just really a stepping stone. It was really just a door or a segue or whatever you want to call it. It was it was the connection that he needed to get to his true purpose. See, it doesn't say the cupbearer wasn't a part of his purpose. He's he had to serve there. He needed to serve, but it was just a stepping stone, right? to get him the influence that he needed in order for him to get to his next level. So what where do, what are you doing right now? What job do you hate? <laughs> what what career are you or what what part of your your everyday task do you say, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand doing this." Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's a part of your It's a part of your purpose. And wherever you're serving, and I hope that you're serving, and if you're not, you need to, well, I would highly suggest, I don't want to say you need to, I would highly suggest you finding a place to serve, whether it's in ministry, whether it's volunteering just serve somewhere. Apprenticeship, serve somewhere and learn from someone else who is at a better or a different level than you are, um, whether it's spiritual, personal development, professional development, whatever it is, but just serve somewhere and you'll gain the experience that you need as well as the influence to do something even greater than you can even imagine, right? I promise you. So anyways, so last but certainly not least, I just want you to think about ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in the industry that God placed you in. That's that's the that's the last um, the last thought of the podcast. Right. It's just for you to start thinking of ways that you can use your influence as a Christian. In whatever industry that God has placed you in for now, because this is just could be just a stepping stone to get you to your greater. So you have to be content in it and use your influence. Okay, well, that concludes our fifth power of success, which is um, the power of influence, you know. And I really, really hope that you guys liked my, I guess, take on it and my little biblical stories, I was able to kind of feed you and... You know, beyond that, if you have any answers to the questions that I've asked on this broadcast, you can always leave me a message. They do give you an option on Anchor.fm to leave a voice message for me. And I will play that voice message on our next episode and answer any question that you have, even if it's just a kudos, even if it's just an encouragement. You know, we podcasters and, and people who create content, content creators we need encouragement too. Sometimes we're like just creating things and creating things and you know, we don't ever get that, you know, extra keep going, keep pushing. And sometimes it's needed. So, um, I feel like my audience has been pretty good. I've I've had some good supporters. I had had a couple people reach out and ask, how were you being when I was going fasting for two weeks? So I know you guys have it in you, so I appreciate that. But I would love to have a voicemail message as well. Um, Don't be shy. You can leave a voicemail message randomly or anonymously. And I can answer it and not even say your name if, if you're too shy to say it. So it's all good. Either way, love you guys and hope to see you in the next episode. Remember, a life done intentionally is a life fulfilled. And a life fulfilled is life done intentionally. Thank you, guys. Bye. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. <laughs> I am so excited to be able to do another uh, podcast with you guys and really share my seven powers of success. I wanted this to be the founding principles, the foundation of my my, my podcast and to really just kind of bring home the whole piece of being intentional and having intentional success in every area of your life, right? And so this particular podcast is actually going to be about influence. That is the fifth power of intentional success, influence. We talked about some really great powers of success. And um, I just really feel like this one is a pretty big one because influence can really trick you. You can only, sometimes you have like the vision or the thought process that only a certain type of person can have influence. But in reality, it's so many people that have influence. I don't care who you are. You're influencing someone else, (laughs) whether it's your children, whether it's people at your job, whether it's someone who's on social media. And so that's another part of influence that we don't even recognize is if you have 200 followers or if you have 20,000 followers, you are in a place of influence because you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see so what I wanted to talk about was really a couple of things one thing in particular when I think about the power of influence um and 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 how you can be successful or it can basically make or break you is really learning how to understand and relate to the people that you influence and so without sounding too churchy, <laughs> take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians 9 22. <laughs> oh that's so funny to me. I don't know why but no seriously I I was reading a scripture and it's in 1 Corinthians and it in it's verses uh, well chapter 9 verses 22 through 23 and it goes something like you know when I'm weak when, no, when I am weak those who are weak I share their weakness. So when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness because I want to bring the weak to Christ. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So that touched me um, and kind of just like brought a whole nother light to me as it relates to Really learning how to understand and relate to people that you are influencing. And when Paul goes, you know, when when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. That's what success is about. People don't want to be talked at. You know, if you're a business or you're a brand, you're someone that's selling something, providing a service, maybe you have a product, an idea whatever the case may be, a coach, a speaker, people don't want to feel talked at, you know, like everything is, is just you talking at them. They want to see your weakness. They want to see that you have issues or problems or that, you know, that you're just real. And so I think a big part of being influential and and really succeeding with the power of, of influence is authenticity and Understanding your audience, having empathy. You know, if I'm, if my audience, let's say I'm a person who needs individuals, maybe for life coaching or something. If I'm that type of person who is always talking about what someone else needs to do, you need to do this and you need to do that, and you can easily kind of like lose the connection. Right. From the people. But if you're like, you know, this was a mistake that I did, you know, previously um, in my life. And the reason why I'm a life coach now is because I have made so many st- mistakes in my life and I've done this or I've done that. Like, you know, being able to be transparent is a part of being influential. And this is just my opinion. You know, when you can relate to the people and you can um, have some things in common or show your show your hand a little bit, so to speak. I mean, you know, just show your authenticity, show your your sincerity. It can bring success to your brand. Um, I also think about a person in the Bible that I view as just a really great leader who understood the power of influence was a, a, a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is like an example of a leader <laughs> and what can happen when someone becomes a leader and uh, influences the people that are around them uses their circle first and foremost nehemiah he initially described himself as like a cupbearer to the king which is like a servant right to the king but the key is he was a servant to the king <laughs> and so you know in this story he's He's serving someone who's grand who has all of this and money and everything like that so you sometimes we have to look at our circle right if we want to be influential and we may not have a uh, hundred thousand uh, followers, but someone in our circle does or someone who we serves does or someone who we've worked for before does right so that's when you use the people or use the 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 person that you're connected to to allow you to influence others right so anyway in the story nehemiah he hears about the the jerusalem walls being destroyed and he's really upset about it and he uses his influence with the king right who he was serving that's another whole whole nother uh um, topic, I guess, is knowing to serve, like knowing that in your life, you're going to have to serve at some capacity. At some point in your life, you're going to have to serve. You may not like it. <laughs> you may not like it at all, but at some point you're going to be called to serve. And it's just a part of life, right? It's, it really, really is a part of life. And I feel like those are can be the best parts of your life is learning how to have that servant mentality, that servant leadership, which is exactly what Nehemiah showed um, if you read that story. And so anyway, he uses influence with the king. He, you know, gets permission to go on this journey back to Jerusalem and, and repair the wall and all that good stuff. And he even gets like, the king gives him like officers and a whole, a whole cavalry of people to assist. It's like, who is in your circle that has influence like that, that can get you where you need to be? There's someone, but sometimes we don't use the influence that we have, right? To actually open our mouths and say what we need. I know for me, um, I have always been a very independent person. So I told you in, in one of my previous podcasts, Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so funny when I say this. I was the queen of no, right? I always said no to everything because I just wanted to kind of stay in my own bubble. I didn't want to need anyone. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And sometimes I still feel myself kind of getting drawn back into that whole independent thing. It's like, okay, I don't need anyone. But in reality, we were created to... Be connected to someone else, right? We were connect. We were created to um, to to be a pair of some sort of, you know. To it says two or more, right? It's always two or more in everything, you know. Iron sharpens iron. Well, it takes a, another iron to sharpen an iron, right? So you know, you should think about that. Two or more gathered together in His name, then you know He's in the midst. Like it's always two, right? How can two walk unless they both agree? Two, two, two. So anywho, I'm, I'm only saying that to kind of get your minds kind of in the place of understanding how important it is to utilize your circle, but also to have people around you, or be around people that are winning. Think about it. What if Nehemiah was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not I'm going to just stay in this little town that I'm in. I'm going to stay with my dad's house or stay in my parents' house and just do what I know and blah, blah, blah. What if he didn't even go for the job as a cupbearer? You know what I mean? Like, you have to get out there and explore in order for you to know what what your next is, right? How do you know unless you go? How do you know unless you go? I like that. But you just have to do it. You have to do it. And... Um, And then with the influence, you know, it's a it's a mindset, too, because Nehemiah could have been like, you know what? I'm I'm not even going to try to ask the king anything. (laughs) I'm not even going to ask him anything because he's going to tell me no. He's going to be like, you've only been working with me for four years, five years. I got people that have been working with me far longer than you. And they haven't asked me anything as extravagant as this or, you know, as time-consuming or as expensive as this, you know, whatever the case may be, he, Nehemiah could have had that mindset, but he didn't. That's so amazing to me. He, he knew his influence with the king because he worked in excellence, right? And so he had the confidence or the godfidence, right, to go to Nehemiah and say, I mean, excuse me, go to the king and say, hey. Listen, I need this. This is my hometown. This is my roots. I need a. I need a crew to fix this. This wall. This. This wall. And I just think that's amazing. I think it is. It's just having that servant heart, and it's having the ability to really influence others. Because you know, like, there's no way one man could repair the wall, right? You you have to be used, you know? So at, at some point in your life, you're going to be used, right? You're going to be used. Every person is going to use your influence for something else. It's just about how you feel after you're being used, right? And how you make others feel when you're using them. That's the key. I can go somewhere and volunteer my time for someone and the whole time they're just like entitled or feel like i am they're doing me a favor <laughs> by me allowing them I mean, or them allowing me to help them with something, that's not a good feeling, especially if there's no reciprocity, you know what I mean, you don't feel like you're getting the same thing back, so it's almost like you dread doing it, right? But let's say, let's, let's say another example, you go and volunteer your time somewhere and that person is constantly encouraging you or constantly just being like, man, this is really awesome. I so appreciate you. This is, you're doing such a great job. And then they're openly saying these things about your work to other people. You know, it's, it gets you in a place of feeling so good. You just want to do so much. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop doing enough for this person or, or, or this organization, it's all about how you feel after you've been used. And that's the same thing I believe uh, influences. You have to know how to persuade others to join you and to influence them to, to do things um, with you or collaborate with you without them feeling like they're being used. Or they're going to be used, but without them feeling like they're being used and, that, and that's it. They're, they're, that's it. You know they're there for that, and who cares about anything else they have going on with their life so um you know when I was thinking about this topic, I also thought about David and just like david and and, and Nehemiah, they both relied on humble beginnings. you know David was overlooked <laughs> David wasn't even called in to to the whole um the call when 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 Samuel Samuel was anointing the new king right if you read that word it was like he wasn't even called or invited (laughs) by his father so they just relied on humble beginnings having a servant heart and eventually being able to persuade others to join in whatever they were doing. And so with Nehemiah, he persuaded others to join him in in rebuilding this, you know, the land of Jerusalem. And he was, like, he felt obligated to do what he was doing. He, He felt really strongly about it. And a lot of times for fear of you know, what people may think or, you know, fear of this isn't the trendy thing to do or this isn't, like, the popular thing to do, we go against the grain of what we feel, right? We go against the grain of, like, how we're, like, how we really feel about something, the passion that we feel about certain things. We're like, oh, this might be too much, you know, I can't really go there, I have a job, you know, I can't really be all about you know, Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whichever whichever team you're on. But um, it's like you have this thought process and you're like, man, I'm really living for someone else. I'm letting the world influence me instead of really going with my gut. And that's what Nehemiah did. He really went with his gut. He had a plan. He had a thought. He had a passion He had something that really burdened his heart and he acted on it and he was able to get people to help him do it. So here's my question to you who's listening. What is it that has you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? What is it that you're really passionate about and you want to solve? You want to fix it? But maybe it's not popular. Maybe it's not what you should be doing in your in your current corporate, you know, state that you're in or your current title that you have at church or whatever it is. I believe that whatever is burning in you, whatever you're passionate about and desiring for a, something to happen to change, you know, about a certain situation or predicament, I think you should act on it. I think you should use your influence and when you use your influence in that way, man, I really believe that things can happen. I really believe that that's when you make an impact because whatever's burdening you is a part of your purpose. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever you're thinking about constantly, that is a part of your purpose. So, you know, sometimes as leaders, you know, we have plans and we have goals that we want to accomplish, but there's no, nothing too much for us to reach. If we decide to use our influence to do it, right? Not even just the, the laws of collaboration, but just pure influence. Sometimes people don't want to collaborate. <laughs> Sometimes they just want to give. Sometimes they just want to donate. Sometimes they just want to, you know, um, spread the word for you. Whatever it is, share a post. But you, you still have to have that influence, Right? When you have that influence, when you have a plan and you have God backing you up, you have no reason to be afraid to ask anybody for help, to, you know, put it out there that you need help. And I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to myself because sometimes I have to remind myself, Monique, you cannot do this by yourself. <laughs> As a matter of fact, today I even reached out to someone who I've been watching on, on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, I like her. I like her spirit. I like what she's doing. I want to invite her you know, to my podcast and be one of my first guests. And I know it's going to happen because... God put it on my heart, you know? And that's in in her whatever her influence is, it we can combine efforts and be influencing, you know, people together. You know, who knows? But you just have to get out of the box and and do something different, you know? You gotta do something greater. If it if it seems easy, I just find it hard to believe that it's just it's a part of your purpose and that's it I believe your purpose is supposed to scare you um I know for sure my purpose scares me (laughs) my purpose scares me you know so you just have to be in that place of desiring to provide a solution desiring to be of influence and. Desiring to to ask those around you um, that influence you, you know, to to help in rebuilding or to create or to finish whatever it is that you desire, right? Um, I was thinking about one of my greatest tools throughout my career as an entrepreneur, as a success coach, as a leader was people that I put around me and I just really believe that God puts people in your life for a reason and even though Nehemiah's job was uh, you know supposed to just you know do something as a, a cup bearer, you know and just do that opportunity that's that was good nothing wrong with his job right but it was just really a stepping stone. It was really just a door or a segue or whatever you want to call it. It was it was the connection that he needed to get to his true purpose. See, it doesn't say the cupbearer wasn't a part of his purpose. He's He had to serve there. He needed to serve. But it was just the stepping stone, Right to get him the influence that he needed in order for him to get to his next level. So what where do, what are you doing right now? What job do you hate? <laughs> what what career are you or what what part of your your everyday task do you say, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand doing this." Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's a part of your It's a part of your purpose. And wherever you're serving, and I hope that you're serving, and if you're not, you need to, well, I would highly suggest, I don't want to say you need to, I would highly suggest you finding a place to serve, whether it's in ministry, whether it's volunteering. Just serve somewhere. Apprenticeship, serve somewhere and learn from someone else who is at a better or a different level than you are, um, whether it's spiritual, personal development, professional development, whatever it is, but just serve somewhere and you'll gain the experience that you need as well as the influence to do something even greater than you can even imagine, right? I promise you. So anyways, so last but certainly not least, I just want you to think about ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in the industry that God placed you in. That's that's the that's the last um, the last thought of the podcast. Right. It's just for you to start thinking of ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in whatever industry that God has placed you in for now because this is just, could be just a stepping stone to get you to your greater. So you have to be content in it and use your influence. Okay, well, that concludes our fifth power of success, which is um, the power of influence, you know? And I really, really hope that you guys Liked my, I guess, take on it and my little biblical stories, I was able to kind of feed you. And, you know, beyond that, if you have. Any answers to the questions that I've asked on this broadcast, you can always leave me a message. They do give you an option on Anchor.fm to leave a voice message for me. And I will play that voice message on our next episode and answer any question that you have. Even if it's just a kudos, even if it's just an encouragement. You know, we podcasters and, and people who create content, content creators we need encouragement too. Sometimes we're like just creating things and creating things and you know, we don't ever get that, you know, extra keep going, keep pushing. And sometimes it's needed. So, um, I feel like my audience has been pretty good. I've I've had some good supporters. I had had a couple people reach out and ask, how were you been when I was going fasting for two weeks? So, I know you guys have it in you, so I appreciate that. But I would love to have a voicemail message as well. Um, Don't be shy. You can leave a voicemail message randomly or anonymously. And I can answer it and not even say your name if, if you're too shy to say it. So it's all good. Either way, love you guys and hope to see you in the next episode. Remember, a life done intentionally is a life fulfilled and a life fulfilled (laughs) is life done intentionally thank you guys bye Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. (laughs) I am so excited to be able to do another uh, podcast with you guys and really share my seven powers of success. I wanted this to be the founding principles, the foundation of my, my my podcast, and to really just kind of bring home the whole piece of being intentional and having intentional success in every area of your life, right? And so this particular podcast is actually going to be about influence. That is the fifth power of intentional success influence we talked about some really great powers of success and um i just really feel like this one is a pretty big one because influence can really trick you you can only sometimes you have like the vision or the thought process that only a certain type of person can have influence but in reality so many people that have influence. I don't care who you are, you're influencing someone else. (laughs) Whether it's your children, whether it's people at your job, whether it's someone who's on social media. And so that's another part of influence that we don't even recognize is if you have 200 followers or if you have 20,000 followers you are in a place of influence because you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see so what I wanted to talk about was really a couple of things one thing in particular when I think about the power of influence um, and, 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 and how you can be successful or it can basically make or break you is really learning how to understand and relate to the people that you influence. And so without sounding too churchy, (laughs) take your Bibles and turn to First Corinthians 9 and (laughs) 22. Oh, that's so funny to me. I don't know why, but no, seriously, I, I was reading a scripture and it's in First Corinthians and it's in its verses, uh, well, chapter nine, verses 22 to 23. And it goes something like, you know, when I'm weak, but no, when I am weak, those who are weak, I share their weakness. So when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Because I want to bring the weak to Christ. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So that touched me um, and kind of just like brought... A whole nother light to me as it relates to really learning how to understand and relate to people that you are influencing and when paul goes you know when i'm when i am with those who are weak i share their weakness that's what success is about people don't want to be talked at you know if you're a business or you're a brand you're someone that's selling something providing a service maybe you have a product an idea, whatever the case may be, a coach, a speaker, people don't want to feel talked at, you know, like everything is, is just you talking at them. They want to see your weakness. They want to see that you have issues or problems or that, you know, that you're just real. And so I think a big part of being influential and, and really succeeding with the power of, of influence is authenticity and, Understanding your audience, having empathy. You know, if I'm, if my audience, let's say I'm a person who needs individuals, maybe for life coaching or something. If I'm that type of person who is always talking about what someone else needs to do, you need to do this and you need to do that, and you can easily kind of like lose the connection right from the people. But if you're like, you know, this was a mistake that I did, you know, previously um, in my life. And the reason why I'm a life coach now is because I have made so many mistakes in my life and I've done this or I've done that. Like, you know, being able to be transparent is a part of being influential. And this is just my opinion. You know, when you can relate to the people and you can um, have some things in common or show your show your hand a little bit, so to speak. I mean, you know, just show your authenticity, show your your sincerity. It can bring success to your brand. Um, I also think about a person in the Bible that I view as just a really great leader who understood the power of influence was a, a, a man named Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is like an example of leader (laughs) and what can happen when someone becomes a leader and uh, influences the people that are around them uses their circle first and foremost Nehemiah he initially described himself as like a cupbearer to the king which is like a servant right to the king but the key is he was a servant to the king (laughs) and so you know in this story he's He's serving someone who's grand who has all of this and money and everything like that. So you sometimes we have to look at our circle right if we want to be influential and we may not have a uh, hundred thousand uh, followers, but someone in our circle does or someone who we serves does or someone who we've worked for before does right So that's when you use the people or use the 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 person that you're connected to to allow you to influence others right so anyway in the story nehemiah he hears about the the jerusalem walls being destroyed and he's really upset about it and he uses his influence with the king right who he was serving that's another whole whole nother uh um, topic, I guess, is knowing to serve, like knowing that in your life, you're going to have to serve at some capacity, at some point in your life, you're going to have to serve. You may not like it, <laughs> you may not like it at all, but at some point, you're going to be called to serve, and it's just a part of life, right? It's, it really, really is a part of life, and I feel like those are can be the best parts of your life is learning how to have that servant mentality, that servant leadership, which is exactly what Nehemiah showed, um, if you read that story. And so, anyway, he uses influence with the king. He, you know, gets permission to go on this journey back to Jerusalem and and repair the wall and all that good stuff. And he even gets, like, the king gives him, like, officers and a whole, a whole cavalry of people to assist. It's like, who is in your circle that has influence like that, that can get you where you need to be? There's someone, but sometimes we don't use the influence that we have, right? To actually open our mouths and say what we need. I know for me, um, I have always been a very independent person. So I told you in, in one of my previous podcasts, Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so funny when I say this. I was the queen of no, right? I always said no to everything because I just wanted to kind of stay in my own bubble. I didn't want to need anyone. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And sometimes I still feel myself kind of getting drawn back into that whole independent thing. It's like, okay, I don't need anyone. But in reality, we were created to be connected to someone else, right? We were connect. we were created to um, to it, to be a pair of some sort of, you know, to it says two or more, right? It's always two or more in everything, you know, iron sharpens iron. Well, it takes a, another iron to sharpen an iron, right? So, you know, you should think about that. Two or more gathered together in his name, then, you know, he's in the midst. Like, it's always two, right? How can two walk unless they both agree? Two, two, two. So, anywho, I'm, I'm only saying that to kind of get your minds kind of in the place of understanding how important it is to utilize your circle. But also to have people around you, be around people that are winning. Think about it. What if Nehemiah was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not I'm gonna just stay in this little town that I'm in. I'm gonna stay with my dad's house or stay in my parents' house and just do what I know and blah blah blah. What if he didn't even go for the job as a cup bearer? You know what I mean? Like you have to get out there and explore in order for you to know what your what your next is. Right? How do you know unless you go? How do you know unless you go? I like that. But you just have to do it. You have to do it and Um, And then with the influence, you know, it's a it's a mindset, too, because Nehemiah could have been like, you know what? I'm I'm not even going to try to ask the king anything. (laughs) I'm not even going to ask him anything because he's going to tell me no. He's going to be like, you've only been working with me for four years, five years. I got people that have been working with me far longer than you. And they haven't asked me anything as extravagant as this or, you know, as time consuming or as expensive as this, you know, whatever the case may be, he Nehemiah could have had that mindset, but he didn't. That's so amazing to me. He, he knew his influence with the king because he worked in excellence, right? And so he had the confidence or the godfidence, right, to go to Nehemiah and say, I mean, excuse me, go to the king and say, hey. Listen, I need this. This is my hometown. This is my roots. I need a. I need a crew to fix this. This wall. This. This wall. And I just think that's amazing. I think it is. It's just having that servant heart, and it's having the ability to really influence others. Because you know, like, there's no way one man could repair the wall, right? You you have to be used, you know? So at, at some point in your life, you're going to be used, right? You're going to be used. Every person is going to use your influence for something else. It's just about how you feel after you're being used, right? And how you make others feel when you're using them. That's the key. I can go somewhere and volunteer my time for someone and the whole time they're just like entitled or feel like I'm they're doing me a favor <laughs> by me allowing them I mean, or them allowing me to help them with something, that's not a good feeling. Especially if there's no reciprocity, you know what I mean? You don't feel like you're getting the same thing back. So it's almost like you dread doing it, right? But let's say let's let's say another example. You go and volunteer your time somewhere and that person is constantly encouraging you or constantly just being like, man, this is really awesome. I so appreciate you. This is, you're doing such a great job. And then they're openly saying these things about your work to other people. You know, it's, it gets you in the place of feeling so good. You just want to do so much. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop doing enough for this person or, or, or this organization. It's all about how you feel after you've been used. And that's the same thing I believe uh, influences. You have to know how to persuade others to join you and to influence them to, to do things um, with you or collaborate with you without them feeling like they're being used or it, they're going to be used, but without them feeling like they're being used and that and that's it. They're there. That's it. You know, they're there for that and who cares about anything else they have going on with their life? So, um, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I also thought about David, and just like David and and, and Nehemiah, they both relied on humble beginnings. You know, David was overlooked. <laughs> David wasn't even called in to to the whole um, the call when 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 Samuel Samuel was anointing the new king. Right? If you read that. Word, it was like he wasn't even called or invited <laughs> by his father so they just relied on humble beginnings having a servant heart and eventually being able to persuade others to join in whatever they were doing and so with Nehemiah he persuaded others to join him in in rebuilding this you know the land of Jerusalem and he was like he felt obligated to do what he was doing he, he felt really strongly about it and a lot of times for fear of you know what people may think or you know fear of This isn't the trendy thing to do or this isn't, like, the popular thing to do. We go against the grain of what we feel, right? We go against the grain of, like, how we're, like, how we really feel about something, the passion that we feel about certain things. We're like, oh, this might be too much, you know, I can't really go there, I have a job, you know, I can't really be all about, you know, Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whichever whichever team you're on, but um, it's like you have this thought process, and you're like, man, I'm really living for someone else. I'm letting this, the world influence me instead of really going with my gut. And that's what Nehemiah did. He really went with his gut. He had a plan, he had a thought, he had a passion. He had something that really burdened his heart and he acted on it and he was able to get people to help him do it. So here's my question to you who's listening. What is it that has you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? What is it that you're really passionate about and you want to solve? You want to fix it? But maybe it's not popular. Maybe it's not what you should be doing in your in your current corporate, you know, state that you're in or your current title that you have at church or whatever it is. I believe that whatever is burning in you, whatever you're passionate about and desiring for something to happen to change, you know, about a certain situation or predicament, I think you should act on it. I think you should use your influence. And when you use your influence in that way, man, I really believe that things can happen. I really believe that that's when you make an impact because whatever's burdening you is a part of your purpose. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever you're thinking about constantly, that is a part of your purpose. So, you know, sometimes as leaders, you know, we have plans and we have goals that we want to accomplish, but there's no, nothing too much for us to reach. If we decide to use our influence to do it, right? Not even just the, the laws of collaboration, but just pure influence. Sometimes people don't want to collaborate. <laughs> Sometimes they just want to give. Sometimes they just want to donate. Sometimes they just want to, you know, um, spread the word for you. Whatever it is, share a post. But you, you still have to have that influence, right? Right? When you have that influence, when you have a plan and you have God backing you up, you have no reason to be afraid to ask anybody for help, to, you know, put it out there that you need help. And I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to myself because sometimes I have to remind myself, Monique, you cannot do this by yourself. <laughs> As a matter of fact, today, I even reached out to someone who I've been watching on, on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, I like her. I like her spirit. I like what she's doing. I want to invite her you know, to my podcast and be one of my first guests. And I know it's going to happen because... I put it on my heart, you know, and that's in in her whatever her influence is, it we can combine efforts and be influencing, you know, people together, you know, who knows? But you just have to get out of the box and and do something different, you know? You gotta do something greater. If it if it seems easy, I just find it hard to believe that it's just it's a part of your purpose and that's it. I believe your purpose is supposed to scare you. I'm I know for sure my purpose scares me. <laughs> my purpose scares me, you know? So you just have to be in that place of desiring to provide a solution, desiring to be of influence and Desiring to to ask those around you um, that influence you, you know, to to help in rebuilding or to create or to finish whatever it is that you desire, right? Um, I was thinking about one of my greatest tools throughout my career as an entrepreneur, as a success coach, as a leader was people that I put around me and I just really believe that God puts people in your life for a reason and even though Nehemiah's job was uh, you know supposed to just you know do something as a, a cupbearer, you know and just do that opportunity that's that was good nothing wrong with his job right but it was just really a stepping stone. It was really just a door or a segue or whatever you want to call it. It was it was the connection that he needed to get to his true purpose. See, it doesn't say the cupbearer wasn't a part of his purpose. He's he had to serve there. He needed to serve, but it was just a stepping stone, right? to get him the influence that he needed in order for him to get to his next level. So what where do, what are you doing right now? What job do you hate? <laughs> what what career are you or what what part of your your everyday task do you say, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand doing this." Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's a part of your Purpose. It's a part of your purpose and wherever you're serving, and I hope that you're serving. And if you're not, you need to. F- well, I would su- highly suggest I don't want to say you need to. I would highly suggest you finding a place to serve, whether it's in ministry, whether it's volunteering just serve somewhere, apprenticeship, serve somewhere and learn from someone else who is at a better or a different level than you are, um, whether it's spiritual, personal development, professional development, whatever it is, but just serve somewhere and you'll gain the experience that you need as well as the influence to do something even greater than you can even imagine, right? I promise you. So anyways, so last but certainly not least, I just want you to think about ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in the industry that God placed you in. That's that's the that's the last um, the last thought of the podcast, right? It's just for you to start thinking of ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in whatever industry that God has placed you in for now. Because this is just, could be just a stepping stone to get you to your greater. So you have to be content in it and use your influence. Okay, well, that concludes our fifth power of success, which is um, the power of influence, you know? And I really, really hope that you guys liked my I guess take on it and my little biblical stories I was able to kind of feed you and you know, beyond that, if you have any answers to the questions that I've asked on this broadcast, you can always leave me a message. They do give you an option on anchor.fm to leave a voice message for me, and I will play that voice message on our next episode and answer any question that you have. Even if it's just a kudos, even if it's just an encouragement. You know, we podcasters and and people who create content, content creators we need encouragement too. Sometimes we're like just creating things and creating things and you know, we don't ever get that, you know, extra keep going, keep pushing. And sometimes it's needed. So, um, I feel like my audience has been pretty good. I've, I've had some good supporters. I had had a couple people reach out and ask, how were you been? when I was going fasting for two weeks? So, I know you guys have it in you, so I appreciate that. But I would love to have a voicemail message as well. Um, Don't be shy. You can leave a voicemail message randomly or anonymously. And I can answer it and not even say your name if, if you're too shy to say it. So it's all good. either way, love you guys and hope to see you in the next episode. Remember, a life done intentionally is a life fulfilled and a life fulfilled is life done intentionally thank you guys bye Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. (laughs) I am so excited to be able to do another uh, podcast with you guys and really share my seven powers of success. I wanted this to be the founding principles, the foundation of my 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 podcast, and to really just kind of bring home the whole piece of being intentional and having intentional success in every area of your life, right? And so this particular podcast is actually going to be about influence. That is the fifth power of intentional success, influence. We talked about some really great powers of success and um, I just really feel like this one is a pretty big one because influence can really trick you. You can only sometimes you have like the vision or the thought process that only a certain type of person can have influence. But in reality, so many people that have influence. I don't care who you are, you're influencing someone else. (laughs) Whether it's your children, whether it's people at your job, whether it's someone who's on social media. And so that's another part of influence that we don't even recognize is if you have 200 followers or if you have 20,000 followers you are in a place of influence because you're putting yourself out there for everybody to see so what I wanted to talk about was really a couple of things one thing in particular when I think about the power of influence um, and, 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 and how you can be successful or it can basically make or break you is really learning how to understand and relate to the people that you influence and so without sounding too churchy (laughs) take your bibles and turn to first corinthians 9 and (laughs) 22 oh that's so funny to me i don't know why but no seriously i i was reading a scripture and it's in first corinthians and it's in its verses uh well chapter 9 verses 22 through 23 and it goes something like you know when i'm weak When I am weak, those who are weak, I share their weakness. So when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. Because I want to bring the weak to Christ. I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. So that touched me um, and kind of just like brought a whole nother light to me as it relates to really learning how to understand and relate to people that you are influencing. And when Paul goes, you know, when I'm, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. That's what success is about. People don't want to be talked at, you know, if you're a business or you're a brand, you're someone that's selling something, providing a service, maybe you have a product an idea, whatever the case may be, a coach, a speaker, people don't want to feel talked at, you know, like everything is, is just you talking at them. They want to see your weakness. They want to see that you have issues or problems or that, you know, that you're just real. And so I think a big part of being influential and, and really succeeding with the power of, of influence is authenticity and understanding your audience, having empathy. You know, if I'm, if my audience, let's say I'm a person who needs individuals maybe for life coaching or something, if I'm that type of person who is always talking about what someone else needs to do, you need to do this and you need to do that and you can easily kind of like lose the connection Right. From the people. But if you're like, you know, this was a mistake that I did, you know, previously um, in my life. And the reason why I'm a life coach now is because I have made so many mistake, mistakes in my life and I've done this or I've done that. Like, you know, being able to be transparent is a part of being influential. And this is just my opinion. You know, when you can relate to the people and you can um, have some things in common or show your show your hand a little bit, so to speak, I mean, you know, just show your authenticity, show your, your sincerity, it can bring success to your brand, um, I also think about a person in the Bible that I view as just a really great leader who understood the power of influence was, a, a, a man named Nehemiah, and Nehemiah is, like, an example of, a leader <laughs> and what can happen when someone becomes a leader and uh, influences the people that are around them uses their circle first and foremost Nehemiah he initially described himself as like a cupbearer to the king which is like a servant right to the king but the key is he was a servant to the king <laughs> and so you know in this story he's He's serving someone who's grand, who has all of this and money and everything like that. So you sometimes we have to look at our circle, right? If we want to be influential, and we may not have a uh, hundred thousand uh, followers, but someone in our circle does, or someone who we serves does, or someone who we work for before does, right? So that's when you use the people or use the 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 person that you're connected to to allow you to influence others right so anyway in the story nehemiah he hears about the the jerusalem walls being destroyed and he's really upset about it and he uses his influence with the king right who he was serving that's another whole whole nother uh um, topic, I guess, is knowing to serve, like knowing that in your life, you're going to have to serve at some capacity, at some point in your life, you're going to have to serve. You may not like it, <laughs> you may not like it at all, but at some point, you're going to be called to serve, and it's just a part of life, right? It's, it really, really is a part of life, and I feel like those are can be the best parts of your life is learning how to have that servant mentality, that servant leadership, which is exactly what Nehemiah showed, um, if you read that story. And so anyway, he uses influence with the king. He, you know, gets permission to go on this journey back to Jerusalem and, and repair the wall and all that good stuff. And he even gets like, the king gives him like officers and, a whole, a whole cavalry of people to assist. It's like, who is in your circle that has influence like that, that can get you where you need to be? There's someone, but sometimes we don't use the influence that we have, right? To actually open our mouths and say what we need. I know for me, um, I have always been a very independent person. So I told you in, in one of my previous podcasts, Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so funny when I say this. I was the queen of no, right? I always said no to everything because I just wanted to kind of stay in my own bubble. I didn't want to need anyone. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And sometimes I still feel myself kind of getting drawn back into that whole independent thing. It's like, okay, I don't need anyone. But in reality, we were created to... Be connected to someone else right we were connect we were created to um, to to be a pair of some sort of you know to, it says two or more right it's always two or more in everything you know iron sharpens iron well it takes a, another iron to sharpen an iron right so you know you should think about that two or more gathered together in his name then you know he's in the midst like it's always two right how can two walk unless they both agree two two two. So, anywho, I'm, I'm only saying that to kind of get your minds kind of in the place of understanding how important it is to utilize your circle. But also to have people around you, or be around people that are winning. Think about it. What if Nehemiah was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not I'm going to just stay in this little town that I'm in. I'm going to stay with my dad's house or stay in my parents' house and just do what I know and blah, blah, blah. What if he didn't even go for the job as a cupbearer? You know what I mean? Like, you have to get out there and explore in order for you to know what, what your next is, right? How do you know unless you go? How do you know unless you go? I like that. But you just have to do it. You have to do it. And... Um, and then with the influence, you know, it's a it's a mindset, too, because Nehemiah could have been like, you know what? I'm I'm not even going to try to ask the king anything. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask him anything because he's going to tell me no. He's going to be like, you've only been working with me for four years, five years. I got people that have been working with me far longer than you. And they haven't asked me anything as extravagant as this or, you know, as time consuming or as expensive as this, you know, whatever the case may be, he, Nehemiah could have had that mindset, but he didn't. That's so amazing to me. He he knew his influence with the king because he worked in excellence, right? And so he had the confidence or the godfidence, right, to go to Nehemiah and say, I mean, excuse me, go to the king and say, hey. Listen, I need this. This is my hometown. This is my roots. I need a, I need a crew to fix this, this wall, this this wall. And I just think that's amazing. I think it is. It's just having that servant heart, and it's having the ability to really influence others. Because you know, like, there's no way one man could repair the wall, right? You you have to be used, you know? So at, at some point in your life, you're going to be used, right? You're going to be used. Every person is going to use your influence for something else. It's just about how you feel after you're being used, right? And how you make others feel when you're using them. That's the key. I can go somewhere and volunteer my time for someone, and the whole time they're just like entitled, or feel like I'm, they're doing me a favor <laughs> by me allowing them, I mean, or them allowing me to help them with something. That's not a good feeling, especially if there's no reciprocity. You know what I mean? You don't feel like you're getting the same thing back, so it's almost like you dread doing it, right? But let's say, let's let's say another example. You go and volunteer your time somewhere and that person is constantly encouraging you or constantly just being like, man, this is really awesome. I so appreciate you. This is you're doing such a great job. And then they're openly saying these things about your work to other people. You know, it's, it gets you in a place of feeling so good. You just want to do so much. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop doing enough for this person or, or, or this organization. It's all about how you feel after you've been used. And that's the same thing I believe uh, influences. You have to know how to persuade others to join you and to influence them to, to do things um, with you or collaborate with you without them feeling like they're being used or it, they're going to be used, but without them feeling like they're being used and that and that's it. They're there. That's it. You know, they're there for that and who cares about anything else they have going on with their life? So, um, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I also thought about David, and just like David and and, and Nehemiah, they both relied on humble beginnings. You know, David was overlooked. <laughs> David wasn't even called in to to the whole um, the call when 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 Samuel Samuel was anointing the new king. Right? If you read that. It was like he wasn't even called or invited (laughs) by his father. So they just relied on humble beginnings, having a servant heart, and eventually being able to persuade others to join in whatever they were doing. And so with Nehemiah, he persuaded others to join him in, in rebuilding this you know the land of Jerusalem and he was like he felt obligated to do what he was doing he, he felt really strongly about it and a lot of times for fear of you know what people may think or you know fear of This isn't the trendy thing to do or this isn't, like, the popular thing to do. We go against the grain of what we feel, right? We go against the grain of, like, how we're, like, how we really feel about something, the passion that we feel about certain things. We're like, oh, this might be too much, you know. I can't really go there. I have a job. You know, I can't really be all about, you know, Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whichever whichever team you're on, But um, it's like you have this thought process and you're like, man, I'm really living for someone else. I'm letting the world influence me instead of really going with my gut. And that's what Nehemiah did. He really went with his gut. He had a plan. He had a thought. He had a passion He had something that really burdened his heart, and he acted on it, and he was able to get people to help him do it. So here's my question to you who's listening. What is it that has you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? What is it that you're really passionate about and you want to solve, you want to fix it? But maybe it's not popular. Maybe it's not what you should be doing in your in your current corporate, you know, state that you're in or your current title that you have at church or whatever it is. I believe that whatever is burning in you, whatever you're passionate about and desiring for something to happen to change, you know, about a certain situation or predicament, I think you should act on it. I think you should use your influence. And when you use your influence in that way, man, I really believe that things can happen. I really believe that that's when you make an impact because whatever's burdening you is a part of your purpose. Whatever is hurting you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever you're thinking about constantly, that is a part of your purpose. So, you know, sometimes as leaders, you know, we have plans and we have goals that we want to accomplish, but there's no, nothing too much for us to reach. If we decide to use our influence to do it, right? Not even just the, the laws of collaboration, but just pure influence. Sometimes people don't want to collaborate. <laughs> Sometimes they just want to give. Sometimes they just want to donate. Sometimes they just want to, you know, um, spread the word for you. Whatever it is, share a post. But you, you still have to have that influence, right? Right? When you have that influence, when you have a plan and you have God backing you up, you have no reason to be afraid to ask anybody for help, to, you know, put it out there that you need help. And I'm not just talking to you guys. I'm talking to myself. Because sometimes I have to remind myself, Monique, you cannot do this by yourself. (laughs) As a matter of fact, today I even reached out to someone who I've been watching on on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, I like her. I like her spirit. I like what she's doing. I want to invite her, you know, to my podcast and be one of my first guests. And I know it's going to happen because... God put it on my heart, you know? And that's in in her whatever her influence is, it we can combine efforts and be influencing, you know, people together, you know, who knows? But you just have to get out of the box and and do something different, you know? You gotta do something greater. If it if it seems easy, I just find it hard to believe that it's just, it's a part of your purpose and that's it. I believe your purpose is supposed to scare you. I am i know for sure my purpose scares me. <laughs> my purpose scares me, you know, so you just have to be in that place of desiring to provide a solution, desiring to be of influence and Desiring to to ask those around you um, that influence you, you know, to to help in rebuilding or to create or to finish whatever it is that you desire, right? Um, I was thinking about one of my greatest tools throughout my career as an entrepreneur, as a success coach, as a leader was people that I put around me, and I just really believe that God puts people in your life for a reason, and even though Nehemiah's job was, uh, you know, supposed to just, you know, do something as a a cupbearer, you know, and just do that opportunity, that's, that was good, nothing wrong with his job, Right? but it was just really a stepping stone. It was really just a door or a segue or whatever you want to call it. It was it was the connection that he needed to get to his true purpose. See, it doesn't say the cupbearer wasn't a part of his purpose. He's he had to serve there. He needed to serve, but it was just a stepping stone, right? to get him the influence that he needed in order for him to get to his next level. So what where do, what are you doing right now? What job do you hate? <laughs> what what career are you or what what part of your your everyday task do you say, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand doing this." Whatever it is, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it's a part of your It's a part of your purpose. And wherever you're serving, and I hope that you're serving, and if you're not, you need to, well, I would highly suggest, I don't want to say you need to, I would highly suggest you finding a place to serve, whether it's in ministry, whether it's volunteering. Just serve somewhere. Apprenticeship, serve somewhere and learn from someone else who is at a better or a different level than you are, um, whether it's spiritual, personal development, professional development, whatever it is. But just serve somewhere and you'll gain the experience that you need as well as the influence to do something even greater than you can even imagine, right? I promise you. So anyways, so last but certainly not least, I just want you to think about ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in the industry that God placed you in. That's that's the that's the last um, the last thought of the podcast. Right. It's just for you to start thinking of ways that you can use your influence as a Christian in whatever industry that God has placed you in for now because this is just could be just a stepping stone to get you to your greater. So you have to be content in it and use your influence. Okay, well that concludes our fifth power of success which is um the power of influence you know and I really really hope that you guys liked my, I guess, take on it and my little biblical stories, I was able to kind of feed you and, you know, beyond that, if you have any answers to the questions that I've asked, on this broadcast you can always leave me a message they do give you an option on anchor.fm to leave a voice message for me and i will play that voice message on our next episode and answer any question that you have even if it's just a kudos even if it's just an encouragement you know we podcasters and and people who create content content creators we need encouragement too sometimes we're like just creating things and creating things and you know, we don't ever get that. You know, extra. Keep going, keep pushing, and sometimes it's needed. So, um, I feel like my audience has been pretty good. I've, I've had some good supporters. I had had a couple people reach out and ask, "How were you been? when I was gone fasting for two weeks?" So I know you guys have it in you. So I appreciate that. But I would love to have a voicemail message as well. Um, don't be shy. You can leave a voicemail message randomly or anonymously, and. I can answer it and not even say your name if, if you're too shy to say it so it's all good either way love you guys and hope to see you in the next episode remember a life done intentionally is a life fulfilled and a life fulfilled is a life done intentionally thank you guys bye <laughs>